Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm glad you're here today. I am excited to share this episode with you. I had the privilege of interviewing my good friend, Keisha Jones. We met at a church and when I met her, I just knew that we would be lifelong friends. We had planned to talk about when your children start to step away from your faith, but we kind of got a little off track and she threw in some other really great parenting nuggets. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Keisha Jones. Hey, mamas, you're listening to the Mom Squad Podcast, a faith-driven show for moms on the merry-go-round of motherhood. I'm Melissa Wheelahan, your host. I'm a mom, educator, entrepreneur, coach, and trainer. I have spent the last 25 years being a mom, and believe me, I have been through it all. The one constant in my journey has definitely been Jesus. So I'm on a mission to help other moms stop feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and all alone. I believe that when you center your motherhood journey in your identity in Christ, build community with other moms, and let go of societal norms that can get in the way, you will experience the abundant life that we are promised through Christ's grace and love. If you are ready to get unfiltered, unhinged, and unapologetically authentic, then you have come to the right place. Pull up a seat, grab a cozy blanket, and maybe even a cup of tea, because we are jumping off this merry-go-round with hearts open and hands up. Let's go. Okay, welcome back to the show, everybody. I am joined today by my good friend, Keisha Jones, and I am so excited that she is with us. She is definitely somebody I consider a woman of wisdom. Um, I love chatting with her, and I hope that you are blessed by her story. So Keisha, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody on the podcast. Sure. And thank you, Melissa. That was very nice of you. Um, and so I am a former children's pastor at Mariner's Church. And before that, a children's ministry director at Saddleback Church. I have uh, a lot of experience in children's ministry. And also before that, I've been in ministry at other churches, including helping Francis Chan start Cornerstone Church in Simi Valley. Um, so that is my background, uh, ministry wise, I've got three adult kids. My oldest is they're They're all turning, uh, their next age in April. Cause they were all born in April. And I joke that that's because, uh, we kept going on vacation in July. We stopped doing that. So we, my oldest <laughs> is, uh, in law enforcement and he is turning 35 my middle son, thankfully, does not have a dangerous job, and he works at a medical supply company and um, is the the smart nerd of the family. He's turning 30, and he's married. They're both married. And then my daughter is turning 23, and she actually lives with my oldest son and helps him with his kids. So, and she's trying to break into the music industry. So, um, and I am no longer in ministry at a church. Now God has called me into ministry at a nonprofit that provides free wheelchairs to people in developing countries all around the, the world. Awesome. That is so great. Thank you for introducing yourself. I know um, that you have a Bible verse chosen for this episode. And would you tell us your Bible verse? 
Sure. I love Colossians 3.23 and 3.24. And the, the reason I love that verse and the reason that I applied that verse when I was a young mom was because the, um, the, the days are, are just filled with so much effort and so much, uh, servanthood. You're, you're serving little tiny people who are not going to turn around and thank you or give you a, a job review or a bouquet of flowers for all the hard work you do. So when I found this verse, it really spoke to me these two verses actually. So it's Colossians 3, 23 and 24, whatever work you do, do it with all your heart, do it for the Lord and not for men. Remember that you will get your reward from the Lord. He will give you what you should receive. You are working for the Lord. So that, that verse, that sounds like a ministry verse, but it's really a mommy verse. It's really a verse that um, helps you apply that you can, you can change a diaper uh, if your if your intent is to bless that kid and you can do that for the Lord. You can, you can make a meal and, and do that for the Lord, anything you do. So that, um, that really kind of helped me through the hard parts of parenting. And I got to tell you, um, breaking news, even with three adult kids, the hard part of parenting is never over. So I still apply that verse to, um, to what I do, not just uh, vocationally, but in relationship to my children. Yeah, I would agree with adult children also. <laughs> the work is never done. You do get more sleep as they get older, but uh, the work is never done. So one of the things, Keisha has been on this journey with me from the beginning, and she frequently will text me, I have ideas for you. And I finally said, well, I'm just going to interview you on the idea you have for me. And we had been in a conversation about children deciding when they decide they're going to walk away from their faith. And you have so much experience in children's ministry and family ministry and been around for so long. I'm sure you've seen this um, or have helped parents through, what do I do? My child doesn't want to believe in their faith or doesn't want to go to Mm -hmm. church, but just really when, when those, when those formative years of those junior high and high school kids, and that's really pivotal, or in my case, my kids in college, when they kind of are on their own and being independent, they kind of walk away a little bit from their Mm -hmm. faith and you always hope it's still in there, but you don't really see it. And so today we're, Keisha's going to give us her wisdom about how to help (laughs) or what to do when you, when your children maybe start to walk away from their faith. So I'm going to hand it over to you and you just talk for however long you Uh want. And thank you. I'm not used to so much positive affirmation. Thanks, (laughs) Melissa. You're so, you're so nice. I, well, I definitely don't have all the answers. None of us have all the answers, but I think sometimes when your heart is um, prepared for a feeling or for um, a situation, when it happens, it helps you feel like, okay, I'm not doing this wrong. It's, this is a part of parenting. And um, I, um, I was not raised in a Christian home. I became a Christian after my mom died when I was very young and uh, God revealed himself to me at the right time and the right stage. And so um, I got to really lean into what I call intentional parenting and really decide things, things before they happen, because I couldn't rely on, you know, well, what did my mom do when I, so, uh, so I, 
I'm better. I know when I can prepare for something or know that it's, um, it's not unusual to happen. So I, I just want to say it is not unusual for a child to question the faith that they were brought up with or for them to even question, do I believe this? But so the good news is when, when people do that, it, they're finding their faith, whether they're a child or an adult, they're finding their own faith because that's, that's what's really important is your child finding their faith. They can't lean on your faith. They need their own faith. So questioning is great because questioning leads to answers. So I would, I would encourage you to not be intimidated, even if your child is six and says, I don't want to go to, to church. They, it doesn't always happen, um, you know, in just in the junior high years. Um, but so know that that is not a reflection of your, your parenting. That is not that you did it wrong. And now your kid wants to know why that's actually good. And that's also, I, I look at when, when uh, anybody under 18, when they question something that's healthy because they're, they're looking for an answer. And, uh, and I just think it's really important to not take your parenting personally. Mm-hmm. So um, this did happen, of course, in my own home. Um, and I think you, uh, I think the best thing you can do is capture yourself. This is the hardest, hardest part for me in parenting, capture yourself and, and kind of steal yourself about, um, what do I look like right now? What does my face look like? Cause you don't want your face to look like, oh my gosh, never tell me any bad news ever again. You can use this opportunity, whether, whether your child is five and says, why do I have to go to church? Or your child is in high school and is trying to find their own faith and, and, um, grow up to be independent. It's, it's a learning opportunity for you to be able to uh, show your child, not just tell your child, you can share anything with me, even if it is something that might go against what, what I believe or what you've been taught to believe. That's your opportunity right there. So uh, we, we had a situation in our family where we went to one church and we had gone there for uh, gosh, probably 16 years. And my boys, you know, turns out boys and girls are, are totally different and different how you raise them. My boys could not care less who was sitting next to them or if they had a friend that was going to that service and uh, they just didn't care. They would they would go and participate. But my daughter had a different experience and she really wanted to connect with people while she was at church. And she ended up having a hard conversation with us and asked, um, could we consider going to this other church? And uh, so that's my own moment where I had to catch myself and, you know, look at myself through her eyes. Like, do I look totally shocked right now? Uh, Because this was the church that I had been on staff at. And, or do I look approachable? Do I look like you're safe and you can have these conversations with me? So I was mindful of that. She ended up having a very good explanation for why she would like us to consider moving churches. I chose to, because we always say with our third kid, we've seen this movie before. So (laughs) I, (laughs) I chose to not react in the moment. 
um, and to not also feel pressured to provide an answer right away. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. I, I, I'm the parent and it's okay for me to consider it. But I also wanted in that moment, and this would have been true if she were, you know, in first grade as well. I wanted her to know that I heard her. And I wanted her to know that she had valid concerns for why she was wanting us to consider this. It turned out that friendships were so important to her. And she had so many more friends that went to this other church. Both these churches were local. um, And uh, so we considered her request and took everything. We ended up having many more conversations. But um, what I didn't know was that was actually going on in the back ground with my husband's own heart. He, he had actually been considering the same church. So, um, so I think that was, that was a teachable moment for my daughter to know that um, we, you know, we also don't know everything as parents. That's also breaking news. Um, But I I was proud of her for feeling comfortable to bring it to me. And then also um, respecting the fact that um, sometimes God works through your kids. He gets to your heart through your kids mm-hmm. and, uh, having my daughter go ahead and, and open herself up to that conversation led to a better conversation with my husband where he was feeling the same way, which led us to this other church mm-hmm. and then led me to a position in that church, um, being on staff there for a long time. So, um, so that's the, that's my, my first point is, is being prepared so that, um, when this happens, cause it probably will with your kids, you don't take your parenting personally. And it, it is not a reflection that you, you have raised that kid wrong and they're questioning their faith. And, um, you, you don't have to worry about that. That is not how God works. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the second thing I kind of already wrapped up into the first being um, being approachable is definitely a, an important factor in parenting at all levels, but being being approachable and, and not uh, recoiling the moment your child has a question, um, whether it's about you know, spiritual things like, like faith, whatever, whatever your family believes in, but then, um, even bedtimes, I, uh, my, my second son was somebody who was all about justice and wanted to know why his bedtime was X amount of minutes earlier than, uh, his friends. And we used to like when his bedtime was at nine 30, I, I told him, I will speak with you about this until nine 29. And then your bedtime will happen. But he knew that he could, I, I wasn't, um, he, he could approach me, he could ask me, uh, but I was going to take into consideration what he was saying, but that didn't mean he was always going to get his way. And that's the same thing. That's true about faith too. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, God, God speaks to us through our children and you know that I'm right because having, if you're, if you're a parent, you know, that you have never loved as deeply as you love your child or been as angry as you could be because of something your child did. So both, both of those things kind of make you feel like, oh gosh, I really do learn a lot by, by being a parent. And also you learn a lot about God. You learn a lot about who God is and the emotions that God has over us for, for ways that we hurt him and ways that we also um, learn from, like, like learning from our kids. Mm-hmm. 
So, but then um, this, this last piece to me is really important because I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I, I can't ever say that my mom ever prayed for me. Mm. I don't, I don't know that definitively, but my kids know that they are prayed over. Um, I tell my law enforcement son, you are prayed over from the top of your head to the tips of your boots. Mm -hmm. I pray for everything about you. And when your child is questioning their faith, what better time to pray for them, for God to reveal himself to them uniquely the way that they need him to reveal, but then also, um, like I was saying about questioning what your family believes, usually you can come out with a stronger faith because questioning leads to finding the answers. Hopefully that's what, that's what we hope. Um, and doubt is not a bad thing. That's uh that's also another factor of questioning your faith. Doubt can lead to a stronger faith than you ever had before you started questioning. But it, as parents, to be able to pray over our, our kids and especially over the spiritual element of their lives, praying, praying for protection, praying over um, good and bad friendships. I myself have um, prayed away friends, prayed away bad influences. Uh, it's nothing I'm doing. It's God at work. And it's it's God um, kind of sloughing off friendships that maybe are unhealthy or influences that are that are not great. Um, I, I want to say, too, that at that second church, uh, not the second church we'd ever gone to, but like as a family going all together, that um, that second church actually provided more opportunities for my daughter. She uh, she was leading worship and being in um, still a large church, but having. Uh, kind of more access in a different way. God blessed her by giving her a bigger platform for her skills and for her gifts. Yeah, and, and she God really blessed her for taking a stand and being a to stand up to you and say, this is what I want. Cause I can imagine you're a family past. I mean, you're a children's yeah. pastor. Yeah. Like you are working at a church at a mega church. And she's like, um, I don't know. Like that took I'll just say tip balls, right? Like it, it did for her to say that. And so God showed her that when you are true and faithful to the mm. things you, you know, you believe in the, and you're honest with people, like he's going to bless you right? in the things that, you know, and she probably felt this is where I'm, I feel God tugging me to do more. Mm. And, and what is that? And so that she had the courage to say that. And I think that also helps your kids know like you said, in other things, they can come and talk to you and open right. up the lines of communication, which is really important in so many things other than just their faith. Yes, totally. And, and she actually came on staff with me after a few years. And that was, that was really exciting. And it was, uh, it was all because she responded when, when God tugged on her heart. And I think her, her faith was deeper because um, friendships are important to girls and to women. And so being able to be surrounded by more friends was really the best healthy thing for her. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, she had way more opportunities and she found herself at church more because we were closer. That was, that was another thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really proud of her for doing that, especially like you said, Melissa, having, um, I was in children's ministry and my child was saying, let's go, let's go somewhere else. So <laughs> that was, yeah. So that, you know, that, that could have turned out differently, but, yeah. but this is all, um, all a part of 
you know, the bigger picture of having good communication with your kids, your, um, you know, raising kids is hard no matter what. And we all have uh, our challenges, but I think when you know, something will potentially happen, you don't take it personally and you make better decisions. I know that as a parent, um, and just as a, as a wife, as a human being, I make better decisions when I'm not emotional. And that could be an emotional thing uh, to have your child say, I'm not sure I believe what you believe, or I'm not sure I believe the way you believe. Right. Then um, you, you can take that personally. And, and I'm also, uh, I've had so many conversations with parents about you really, it's, it sounds counterintuitive, but you really need to pull out from your emotions when you're a parent. You make much better decisions. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you don't use your emotions, you do, but your emotions change. Mm -hmm. And so depending on what you've eaten that day, or how you feel, or if you've exercised, you may you may feel differently from day to day. But when you make good core decisions, like I'm approachable to my my children, and I am uh, not their friend, I know I learned that like I said, when, when my mom died, there was not like a, I didn't go get another mom. A stepmom can be a great addition to your family, but it's a different relationship. But I learned that um, I am not meant to be my child's friend. I am meant to be uh, my child's parent. I'm with obviously my adult children. Now I can have more of a friend influence, mm-hmm. but they have friends and friends come and go, but your mom and your dad are here to stay in your life mm-hmm. and your parents are, are there for a reason. And so I, um, I, I really fought that as, as a parent, I'm not your friend. That is not what God is calling me to be. We can be friendly and I can, we can go have fun and we can do things on a friendship level, but when you need good, solid advice, I am here for you. And you know that you can trust me because every time you had to tell me something hard, I didn't turn it into a big emotional hot mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And right off of, if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about family values. And that was one of the things I talked about is that you want to be able to have your children approach you and have conversations with you um, if that's your value, right? And that they will start to, you'll see later on as adults, they'll start to do those things that you're like, oh, good, it worked. Like what I did worked. And so you've encouraged me because I'm like, okay, I don't have to see my children in church or telling me they're reading the Bible or that they've prayed for me because I can know that they probably it's in there for them because that's how they were raised and that they're just doing their own path and that I'm just going to keep praying for them that that path will bring them back around. Uh, what is that? Um, like the prodigal prodigal son or the The prodigal son, yeah, the prodigal son story or like train a child and they'll come back like whatever yeah. that person I'm, I don't I'm not really good with Bible verses train that, up a child and the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it yeah I think I use that once but yeah but yeah that and I'm <laughs> like okay they will remember those things and um yes so my favorite thing Melissa about having adult kids is when they think it was their idea but really it was a value you instilled in them like yes. I, I never correct my, my older son who has kids when he thinks something was his idea. Yes. Yeah. It's, and when you said pray for them and let them know, I, I do that with my, my kids. I'll be like, I'll pray for you. And they'll be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mom. Like they literally like, whatever. Mom. Or like I get the rolling eye emoji and I'm like, if I didn't say I was praying for them, they'd probably be like, aren't you praying for me? Like, I feel like right. they say that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, who doesn't want to be prayed over? 
I mean, I, 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 but I, I do, uh, I still pray for all three of my kids and, you know, pray specifically for them. Um, and I'll just nerd out and tell you that, um, when my kids were at home, I, um, I made praying for them a priority. Um, and I would pray, I would pray in the hallway while they were asleep, praying, just praying over them that, you know, for, for everything you can think of, but then also teaching them that they can pray anywhere that, that, uh, like when we would hear an ambulance go by, um, we would stop and pray for whoever it is who needs help. Um, so bringing that in as an aspect of parenting. And I was not taught that that was not something that was modeled for me. That's an idea from years ago. Uh, I wouldn't have, I'm not that deep. I wouldn't have thought (laughs) when a siren goes by to, to pray for that, but um, it's, it's really, really important to pray for your kids because there is a, a spiritual element that the Bible tells us is real and true and that we can't see. And, um, and I think praying over your, your children's relationships, friendships there. Um, if you have a, um, what used to be called moms in touch, uh, for your school, it's great to get involved with that. It's now called moms in prayer and you get together with other people, uh, who go to your child's school, whether that's a private school or a uh, public school, and you don't pray for each other's children, you, you, there are pillars of prayer. And it's really, it's really a great way um, to not be intimidated. I know not everybody's comfortable praying out loud. Um, but like I tell kids in children's ministry, you can talk. I know, cause I hear you. And that's all praying is yeah. praying is just talking to God. And we, we get intimidated. Um, but that's also another great thing to model for your kids. But I got to say too, pray for your kids and tell them you pray for them, no matter what their reaction is. Like that's cute, Melissa, that your, that your kids would send you the rolling eye emoji. I pray for my kids, no matter what they think. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if they have a sense of humor about it, there is, um, there's a lot of peace, I think, in knowing that your mom loves you so much that she stops and prays for you or that your parents pray for you together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Keisha, I appreciate your time today and for sharing your, your thoughts on how to keep children, what to do when they start to wander away and all your little tidbit of mom wisdom that you've thrown in there. And um, thank you for coming on my show. I'm sure you are going to be a repeat guest because I know you have a lot of topics that we want to talk about. Um, So (laughs) bless your family. I'm so happy you came and everybody else who's out there listening. I hope that this episode blessed you and I will see you next week. Hey mamas, did you love that episode? If so, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. I love hearing about what resonated with you and how you're going to show up in the world as a God-centered mom. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Squad and join our Mom Squad Facebook group, linked in the show notes. Lastly, feel free to share this episode with other moms who need to hear this message. And don't forget to tag me on your social media platforms at melissa.wheelahan. Till next time, God bless.